Well, it is all looking very positive in the United States. A spike in consumer confidence, shares hit new highs, particularly for tech stocks, and inflation expectations are falling. So how long will this exuberance last? It is not there at all in the UK and Europe. UK retail sales showed a big fall in December, the same in Canada. In fact, in most parts of the world, there are signs of a slowdown, but in America, well, it's party time. But can it last? And in Australia, Anthony Albanese might be getting ready to spend big to help combat the cost of living crisis. We'll talk about that today. It's Monday, the 22nd of January, 2024. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the US dollar fell a little on Friday, down a quarter percent, but it got over 103.5 on the DXY index during the session. Uh, so really, it is continuing to climb, and it has been since Christmas against that downward trend that we got all through the last quarter. The Aussie dollar climbed a bit on Friday, up almost 0.4%, so actually one of the standout performers on the day, briefly over 66 US cents, not far off it at the end of the day, but still uh, almost 3.2% down uh, year to date. Uh, bond yields slid a little in the US on Friday for a change, but not by uh, much, just two basis points for 10-year treasuries. Aussie 10 years, though, are up, climbing up to 4.29% on Friday, a bit higher than that on futures since, uh, and the highest for the year to date. US equities, well, they were flying at the end of the week. 1.7% added to the NASDAQ on Friday, which climbed to 15,311. So it's up to levels that were not seen since uh, more than a year ago. The S&P reached a new record high, finishing at 4842. In Europe, meanwhile... The share market was positively lackluster. Shares were down in China and Hong Kong as well, but the ASX 200 managed to climb 1%, still down over 2% over the year to date, though. And oil sliding down, WTI, almost down to 73 on Friday, uh, Brent around 78.50. So Tapas Strickland joins me today from NAB in Sydney. So tech obviously is driving a lot of those share market gains. We're not seeing it in banks, for example. It's the Magnificent Seven, isn't it? But new highs... Um, a bit too much exuberance, perhaps? Good morning, Phil. It's just too too early to tell. What what we can say is the broader S&P 500 did hit a record high for the first time since January 2022, but the equal weighted S&P 500, so this is if you made an equal weight of each individual stocks in the S&P 500, that's still 5% below its record high. And then you look at the small cap Russell 2000, and that's 20% below its record high. So I think that does illustrate the dominance of the large cap tech sector. And we do get some, uh, the first hints of the tech sector in terms of earnings profiles this week. Um, we do get Netflix and Tesla and IBM reporting. So uh, I think markets will be looking quite closely at that to see whether that does justify the uh, incredible rally in tech stocks that we have seen. Yeah, but there is, a, you know, an underlying enthusiasm, isn't there, in the US all of a sudden, uh, even though, you know, the central bank is there trying to talk down the speed at which they're going to be cutting rates. So the Michigan Consumer Sentiment Panel uh, came in at 78.8, up from 69.7, well above expectations. And obviously, that, you know, a chunk of that will be great cut expectations, you'd assume. Uh, definitely. So I think um, confidence lifted by 13%. And if you look over the past two months, it's lifted a cumulative 29%. And that's the largest two-month increase since 1991. Uh, and in 1991, you had a recession that, that, that ended. So well, actually, when you look at the level of sentiment, it's now just 7% shy of its historical average. Uh, and I think what's going on here is uh, inflation has, has come down as a surprise to uh, most people. Um, consumers are in a relatively good shape in terms of its balance in terms of their balance sheets so uh, declining um, or the declining in the rate of inflation uh, is boosting up real incomes um, so I think that's been a major support in terms of the US consumer and I think that's a lesson that we should take uh, heart globally as well 
that uh, consumer balance sheets in most countries are in a relatively good position. And so as inflation starts to ease back, then you could actually see a boost in confidence as you are starting to see in the US. And that was part of the reason why you did see that uh, big rally in the US stock market. But uh, within that report, there were two other interesting and very good uh, reads in terms of inflation. So the five to 10 year inflation expectation uh, came in below expected. So it came in at 2.8% below the 3% expected. And the one-year inflation expectation came in at 2.9% below the 3.1% expected. So inflation expectations are coming in lower than what people are thinking. That That is suggestive that those lower inflation prints that we have seen over the past six months or so are starting to be sustained and are starting to be reflected in terms of people's inflation expectations. And importantly, at least for the one year, uh, that print at 2.9% is now within that 23 to 3% range it was in two years prior to the pandemic. So in the short run, the, the inflation expectations seem relatively anchored. Um, for the 5 to 10 year inflation ex- expectation, it's still within the range that we have seen over the past uh, 30 months. So it's a little bit elevated from the 22 to 2.6% range that we saw in the two years prior to the pandemic. So I mean, and then the question is, you know, when we get back to uh, to normal, what is the new normal? Are interest rates going to be higher? Of course, it's a very good question, and there are some hints that perhaps that is the case. Uh, and we, on Thursday, we actually get Q4 US GDP, and uh, the Atlanta Fed GDP now measure pegs out at 2.4% annualized, a little bit ahead of the 1.9% consensus. And what's important there is trend growth in the US is currently pegged at 1.8% by the FOMC. Um, so the US economy growing a little bit above trend at the same time that inflation is coming. Back. And Friday's PC inflation report is going to be very important in mm. that respect. And on our numbers, at least, you could see core PC inflation at uh, 1.9% on a six-month annualized basis. So that's pretty consistent with the Fed's uh, 2% inflation target. And at the same time, you've got above trend growth. So that does hint that perhaps neutral rates are a little bit higher uh, in this environment. And Fed speakers are in their blackout period now, of course, ahead of the next FOMC. But Goolsby and Bostick, I think, managed to sneak in just before the curfew on Friday. So did they Did they have much to add? I don't think so. And as well as uh, Goolsby and Bostick, uh, the Fed's daily also uh, added for the first time, I think, since December. And uh, she just said uh, she thought it was premature to think rate cuts are around the corner and he's far too early to declare victory. So uh, over the past week, I think the biggest development in terms of rates markets has been that consistent pushback by, by Fed officials that they're not confident in the trajectory for inflation as yet. And you've seen that in um, rate cut pricing. So you look at pricing for a March rate cut from the FOMC, it's now 49% priced. um, And that's down from 56% uh, being priced on Thursday and well down on last week's 83%. And when you look at the cumulative number of cuts priced for 2024, there's now 135 basis points worth of cuts priced. And this time last week, it was sitting at about 168 basis points. So a, a pairing back of rate cut expectations, mainly on uh, less dovish uh, central bank speak and uh, US economic data that is still beating expectations on that. Mm, yeah, it's not happening everywhere though, is it? So Canada's retail sales, they had a surprise fall. These are numbers from November uh, when most places are actually enjoying increased uh, sales, weren't they, in uh, in November because of Black Friday. Uh, and then look at what happened in the UK. So a big fall uh, in the retail sales, down 3.2% month on month in December. Uh, despite Christmas, uh, I think this is the biggest fall they've seen since lockdown. So uh, and, you know, what will that do to UK GDP? Will it be enough to push them into a recession? Uh, definitely. And uh, activity-wise, the UK economy does look pretty weak. Just caution that uh, big uh, 3.2% fall in the month did follow a 1.4% rise in November. Yeah. That was fueled by the Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So uh, 
It does suggest uh, the UK retail sector is weak, but perhaps not as weak as the the headline number would would suggest it is. Okay, closer to home, there is the question uh, as to whether the government is going to do something to to cope with the cost of living, whether Anthony Albanese, who of course is uh, talking at the the National Press Club on Thursday, giving a speech on Thursday, he's got to talk about something. Is he going to splash the cash? Uh, Certainly reading the uh, the fin today, uh, there's word that yes, he's going to do that, even though the IMF is saying, well, you should be cutting government spending because it's going to be in inflationary and uh, you want to keep the RBA rates down, uh, he could be spending his way out of the problem. I mean, it's actually worked for the United States, in fairness, hasn't it? You know, they've they've spent quite a bit of money and it's helped to create this soft landing. Uh, yes, and uh, the big headline there definitely is that uh, those new cost of living measures could come well before the May 14 federal budget. So we'll be looking quite closely at those and at least in an Australian context with inflation still a little bit sticky on the services side uh, it does suggest if more government relief is given in the cost of living then you shouldn't be expecting near-term rate cuts in in Australia so uh, it it kind of marries with our view of the first rate cut from the RBA being uh, towards the back end of this year and it's not clear exactly what those cost of living uh, relief will be, whether it's uh, an extension of those energy bill subsidies or other things like that. But what we can say is the government so far has been relatively clever in the way it has done cost of living relief. It's done it mainly through subsidies, which haven't really impacted on the way inflation is uh, measured. So um, the extra cash hasn't actually uh, added to uh, measured inflation. Um, and so I think that's probably the way the, the government will be doing it again. Yeah, to keep prices down. I mean, if it's a subsidy, it keeps prices down, I guess. Yes, yes, that's right. And uh, a a key reason for the government action here, um, proposed government action, is the government at the moment is trailing in the polls and there's a by-election on March the 2nd as well. Do you think that's why it's happening? Oh, that's very cynical of you, Tapas. He's just trying to do the right thing. So uh, very quiet day to day. Uh, We get one year and five year loan prime rate for China. Uh, that's about it, isn't it, really? But later in the week, uh, the Bank of Canada, the ECB, German uh, IFO, you've talked about uh, Q4 GDP for the US and the, the core PCE. Uh, so, yeah, and, and uh, obviously it's a short week for us as well with Australia Day, but quite a bit going on. Oh, definitely. And uh, added to that mix, we also get the global flash PMIs on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. And we're just speaking about the UK economy then. I think they're going to be watched uh, quite closely just to see exactly what the pace of uh, growth is in the UK, just given those uh, weaker than expected retail figures. And ahead of that, the uh, the New Hampshire primaries. I think tomorrow, isn't it? So is Donald Trump going to get over 50%? Is he going to trounce it again? Uh, according to polling, it does suggest, I think, uh, on the average of polls in New Hampshire, he's about 50.3%, and uh, Nikki Haley's sitting around the 30% mark. Uh, if that does occur, then it's it's very hard to see uh, that Trump is not the um, front front runner there. Um, after all, he absolutely blitzed the uh, Iowa caucuses and so you'd have to say the momentum has has him as the the, the contender for the republican nomination and i'm not sure what that means for for markets i mean it's a long way out still obviously we're talking about the tail end of the year but does it add to this exuberance or does it detract from it i mean what you know how does it change expectations oh i think we have to get a little bit more feel for the the policies particularly on the fiscal side um, and then mm. that will help um, delineate exactly where to from here. And that could be anything, anything at all, couldn't it, really, as to what's going on in his mind. Uh, all right, we'll leave it there for now. Uh, good to talk, Tapas. We'll catch you again very soon. Good to, uh, First time in the new year. So belated Happy New Year to you as well. Cheers. Thanks, all, and Happy New Year to you too. And that's it. That's how things are this Monday morning. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. See you again tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening.